in the book of Isaiah, we're going to look at for a few moments this morning before we come to the table for communion. Uh, from the, where that verse came from, uh, from Isaiah chapter 52 and 53. But we're going to start as we consider the servant king. Jesus, the servant king. We're going to start in chapter 6. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6 and, and the first few verses there. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne. High and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. When King Uzziah uh, died, he, uh, the, the, he was a good king, uh, he, was a, he was an ally of, of Isaiah and when he died, we read there that Isaiah saw the Lord on the throne. And the setting is Isaiah in the, in the temple and it would be in a time of mourning for this king. And as Isaiah is commissioned or um, set apart for ministry for, for, to be an, a, a, an apostle, uh, sorry, not an apostle, a prophet, he sees the king on the throne. Jesus in all his glory seen by Isaiah. Earthly governments, whether it be Trump or Putin or Uzziah, earthly governments come and go. But the Lord is and God is, is forever. There's no beginning and there's no end to his reign on the throne. And, and it speaks about the train, the, the train of his robe. Just give us a minute, bro. We'll talk after the service. We'll do it. We'll talk, man. Yeah. The train of his robe, it says, uh, filled the temple in the, in the, in times even today, but specifically in these times, the, the train of royalty of their robes spoke much about their greatness, about their authority and power. And it says there that there is no limit. It speaks and the picture is that there is no limit to the power of of God, the authority of God. His robe filled the temple, the holy of holies. And then we read about the seraphs, the seraphim with, it means to burn. The the seraph means to, to be fiery or to burn these angelic beings without sin and they were pure. Yet in the presence of God, it says, with their six wings, with four of them they covered themselves up. They covered their eyes, they covered their feet. 
such is the presence and holiness of God. And with two they flew and they called out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Nowhere in scripture do you read about the character or nature of God being described in three times and it speaks to the significance of what we're talking about here, the holiness of God, the perfection of God, that he's in a class of his own, there is no one to compare him to. And as they worshipped and as they covered themselves out of deep respect to the, the, the holy presence of God and they worshipped him, even the non-living couldn't stand still. Says the doorposts and the thresholds shook as they worshipped the king. Isaiah was a, a well-respected man, a man of integrity, a man of values. And at this time he, he gets a glimpse, God allows him to see something of the glory and the holiness of his nature, of his character. And, and when he does, we, we read there that what Isaiah said, well, I see it, but you know what, I'm not a bad bloke. I'm not a bad guy, you know, compared to the person down the road or my friends. You know, we can find ourselves comparing our behaviours and our attitudes to others. I'm not as I'm not as bad as the I'm not as bad as the guy who who I work with. I'm not as bad as the the person who I go to church with. When I think about my life, you know, it's actually it's not as bad as my next door neighbour or my brother or sister. And and that attitude can lead to unacceptable behaviours, unacceptable attitudes in our life actually being accepted, being okay. can lead to ungodly attitudes and ungodly behaviour and lifestyle choices becoming okay when we compare to one another. But when we compare ourselves to the standard that God sets, God's holiness, the perfection that God is, when we encounter the holiness of God, that's when we can be aware of the sin in our life. And only when we have an understanding of his perfection, an understanding of the benchmark that he sets, the greatness of who God is, can we realise and understand that we are sinners, that we have fallen short of his glorious, perfect standard and that we need forgiveness? I wonder if that's you this morning, that you know that and understand that God is perfect and that you need forgiveness. Well, Isaiah did. That was his response. 
He didn't say, I'm not actually that bad compared to such and such when he got a glimpse at the perfection and the glories and the holiness of Christ. He said, woe is me. I am ruined. And there is this sadness and this distress in his heart about the sin in his life and the sin of the people of Israel. I have unclean lips along with the people of Israel and my eyes, he says, my eyes have seen the king. You know, we could spend a lot of time in chapter 6. It it gives a, a, a fantastic picture of the holiness and greatness of who God is. The worship and the place that Jesus left to come to earth to die in our place for our sins, for Isaiah's sins, for yours and mine. 700 years, this this book is 700 years before Jesus came. And Isaiah saw the king and inspired by the Holy Spirit, he goes on to write in chapter 52 and 53 describing Jesus the Messiah as the servant. In chapter 52, I'm just going to read a few verses and skip across, just perhaps just listen as I read these verses. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond any human likeness. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The king, who didn't consider his position, as Philippians 2 says, he didn't consider his position as God as something to hold on to or to grasp. And I ask myself how could he not how could you not a uh, 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 jesus who who it says he, he, he created all things and through him all things exist he exists out of time he is above all things and as we read he's constantly worshipped by angelic beings holy 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 he did not consider as something to cling to 
but came to earth as a human, as a baby, not to be served, but to serve. Our servant king died on a cross, paid the price for our sins in order that there would be a way to have a relationship with God that is not just for this life, but for eternity. We're going to take a few moments before we take communion. And in that time, I would just offer you the the, the chance to reflect upon what Jesus has done for us and remember his death that he came and died in our place for our sins but that Sunday is coming and he has conquered death and that he is alive and so we don't take it just with heavy hearts but we take it with joyful hearts looking forward to what is to come. So take a few moments now and then I'll come back and we'll give thanks. is now and then I'll come back and we'll give thanks. looking forward to what is to come.